festive. Looking out a dirty old window, outside the cars in the city go rushing by. I sit here alone and I wonder why. of As If, the podcast about Clueless, where we talk about Clueless minute by minute. I am Amy Pascal, your host for this week. With me today is Jordan Sam. Hi. And Jessica DeRoy. Hi. So today's minute starts with Cher being stranded at the gas station after Elton left her because she did not surprisingly want to be sexually assaulted by him in the car. (laughs) And goes to Cher's VO describing her terrible night. We start off uh, and Cher's got her phone out to call a cab and the information guy is no help. And suddenly a gun comes into frame and points it at Cher's head and a mugger demands her phone and then her bag. Uh, she balks it lying down on the ground because her dress is an alaya, a totally important designer. And I looked this up um, because I was very curious and there's so many great articles out on Clueless now because everyone's obsessed with it. And apparently, I'm going to try his name. I, did, I, I looked up Aliyah, but not Azadine Aliyah was a designer in the 80s and 90s who apparently was a very uh, well-known designer, but he wasn't like a Prada or a Calvin Klein or somebody that advertised. It was like you had to be in the know. So it was probably for super, super rich people. Yeah. The ones that I saw online were like $4,000. So yeah, that's pretty high. It, it was pretty high. And then, and I looked up cause I guess he'd had a store, but then stopped having a store and a couple places were selling stuff online. I had to admit, I kind of liked it. Like it was yeah. like all this really interesting stuff that was like cut out with lasers and you know, there was bags and dresses and, um, They've got a ton of pictures with uh, Naomi Campbell in his outfits, mm-hmm. which were years ago. So I'm kind of thinking he's probably not quite so hip and cool. And the average 16-year-old in L.A. would be super excited to be wearing his clothes. The mugger is not impressed by her dress or her name. And he makes her get down and lay on the ground and count to 100 and then he runs off, which... Oh, and he also thanks her. I thought it was kind of nice that he yeah, thanked her yeah. for, 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 for cooperating. <laughs> he kind of looks like he kind of feels bad for her. Like, this is his, you know... Like, he does this for a living. Like, this is his job mugging people. But <laughs> but he, but then he mugs someone who obviously has never been mugged before. She doesn't know the robbing protocol. Yes. She doesn't and... have, like, the right respect for the situation. <laughs> None of that. And so, and, and so he's just a little lost. And initially, like, she starts giving him a hard time, and then she cooperates. So I think he felt that this ended up being a successful mm-hmm. mugging. You yeah. know, he's appreciative that it all went, went well. Leaving uh, her a comment card, how did you find yeah. your mugging? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the results were good. Uh, it was a little rough getting there, but, you know, it, it all turned out. Considering the, how sketchy that liquor store looked. Yeah. yeah. It has a clown in front of it. It has a clown, and we'll get we'll we'll come back to that because okay. i looked up this place <laughs> yeah but i feel that it's sketchy it's got a clown and they should happily have like a comment box outside because you know people are getting mugged there oh, yeah. all of the time it's the hot and spot 
it's a hot spot. It is, you know, you're if you're going to be in Sun Valley, you're going to get mugged. And you just, you, you really want to help out the town to let them know what they could be doing better in their mugging ways. Um, but one thing I did notice that while, as you point out, Jordan, um, it, it is his job, he doesn't seem to be very good at it because he missed the diamond earrings that she yeah. was wearing, as well as the diamond necklace. I, or the, I think it was a diamond necklace that looked fancy, but it was certainly diamond earrings because I paused it and stared at it. And then she uh, counts to three, looks back, and gets up, which I thought was kind of ballsy and mm -hmm. impressive, considering that she's obviously, like we said, never been mugged before in a really sketchy area, and the guy had a gun on her. Off of that, we go into another share VO where she declares that her evening had turned into a royal mess and she'd been sexually harassed and robbed, which I would say is a is a royal mess. It was a pretty, pretty crappy e evening because of two jerk guys. Uh, maybe he just doesn't have a, a jeweler fence that he could go That's with. True. Like, like You do need to have a, an in in the jewelry industry yeah. to, to launder your stolen jewelry. So, yeah, maybe he just doesn't have someone he knows that he can take those like expensive looking jewelry to that wouldn't turn him in or maybe he's so professional that he gives off that amateur vibe and he could tell i don't know if there's a claire's in this west hills mall but maybe he could tell it was from claire's the guy who played the mugger is someone named jace alexander and when i first clicked on him i saw that he was married to not jason who is from seinfeld mm -hmm. um but jace um j-a-c-e and not jason who was married jason alexander who was married to britney spears for a couple of days, right? Correct. Correct. I had, it was actually funny because I looked up Jason Alexander and I'm a big Britney fan. So I remembered that I didn't remember the name, but as soon as I saw it, I remember the situation uh -huh. and I thought, my God, who would have thought that there'd be so many notorious Jason Alexander <laughs> right. like in this world, which seems so ridiculous to me. Um, but no, this one was an actor and he became a director and he's married. So I was saying he was married to Maggie Corman and that stuck out to me because Maggie Corman plays, um, the sister Laura in some kind of wonderful, which is my favorite, favorite John Hughes movie with Eric Stoltz and Mary Stu Masterson. Is it Mary Stu Masterson? I know. Yes, it's the, yeah. Always. Who was the other one? Jennifer Jason Lee. And, um, who else do I get it confused with? Um, yeah, I always have to check to get, check against the name. So I saw that and I was like, oh, this is really interesting. And then I clicked on again to see what he was doing. And I learned that uh, last year in 2015, um, he was arrested for possessing child pornography. Oh, and then in, I know, let's, let's bring, <laughs> bring the podcast down. <laughs> and in January 2016 of this year, he pled guilty to promoting a sexual performance by a child and possessing obscene performances. Oddly enough, he went from playing a mugger to directing 32 episodes of Law & Order and yet got arrested and is impending some sort of legal action right now. So I said that I had also looked up uh, the area and all of, uh, so this all takes place outside of Circus Liquor, which is an iconic location in North Hollywood. It's 5600 Vinland Avenue, North Hollywood, if you feel like going there. And what I actually thought was hilarious was they have really good Yelp reviews and people like some people are like, yeah, they're a little pricey, but most people are really impressed by their fantastic selection. So again, if you're a, a, a clueless fan or a fan of a lot of liquor in general, 
Um, I think you should two out of two so far. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. And you know, just take a ride out to North Ca- North Hollywood and check it out and report back because that's important. Because you know, a, a clown's always a great uh, connoisseur of wine and liquor. <laughs> Usually, that's a bad sign, but I think I'm opening up my mind to the possibility of like clown meeting. You know, and they're less foreboding than we, we than we thought previously. I'm going to put this out there that if somebody goes there. And just puts a box that says a mugger comment card <laughs> outside the front door. I will send them something. I don't know what okay. I will send them. That is my new goal. I'm about, <laughs> what, two and a half hours away in traffic from there. So I'll, I'll give it so a try. So basically five miles. So basically five yeah, miles. Yeah, yeah. Two I and a half hours away. <laughs> yeah. Um, my question to you is, have you read Emma? I have. Many I times. actually haven't. And I mean, like... You know, and and actually, and before that we did this podcast, I did not know that Clueless was based off of it. Like oh. listening to the first couple of episodes, I'm like, oh, I didn't really know that. And you know, after watching the movie and and hearing the previous minutes of people talking about, it, I'm like, wow, I'll have to look this mo- look up this uh, novel because I love seeing such differences or s- stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like when when something's like a remake or or is like. Uh, you know, oh, uh, we use this as the base for the story, but modernized it or, or or turned it into like a sci-fi epic version of it or something like that. I like to see the comparisons. I like, which is why I'm like one of those people who doesn't mind, you know, some people say like, oh, the book was better or something like that. I like to see both. I like this because I usually find things that I like about both of them. Interesting well, fact, if you ever find the Last Action Hero book, give it a read because it actually has some really funny, great bits in it that you don't get from the movie. Was that the uh, Schwarzenegger movie? Yeah. Who was in that? Yeah? Okay. I'm going to have to go back and watch that and then read it. <laughs> I actually have several. Yeah, I don't think I've seen the mo- that movie or and I definitely haven't read the book. I have actually a lot of novelizations um, of movies, oddly enough, mostly John Hughes ones because I was amazed you know at 13 that people would write a novelization of a movie like that it wasn't based on a book however i have not read emma so jessica i am posing this to you you're going to be our emma expert as you have read it many times i am glad to carry fantastic so is there a moment in emma that is compared to this i thought you would never ask okay i don't think that there there's quite specifically there's i think kind of some parallels as far as there's a there's a time when harriet um who's the tie of of emma um gets into some trouble and uh i think later uh knightly slash josh rescues her but i think that at the very end of this um when the voiceover when she says that this event this evening is turned into a royal mess sexually harassed and robbed i think this is kind of like the box hill incident which all readers of Emma will remember because that's the time when Cher slash Emma just broke our hearts because she had a snappy little nasty comeback for the sweetest person on earth and she just felt awful afterwards. So I think this kind of parallels that where she was having a good time, they were at a party, she messed it up, everything just went south and here we are. The Box Hill incident. I know it sounds it sounds kind of oxbow incident, but it's the it's you know the prettier version. (laughs) (laughs) There were hats with ribbons and stuff. Oh, that does sound delightful. (laughs) 
I, if, if someone's going to be mean to me, I would like everybody to be in really nice hats. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, that goes for it. Um, all right. So we will come back to you every minute. You're going to be our expert, so you can think ahead. Um, okay. And this will this is where I will figure out how much older than, I, than all of you I am. Um, when did you first see Clueless? Uh, Jordan, you go first. Okay. So, honestly, this is the first time I watched it all the whole way through. I knew of it. I heard about it. Uh, like, I knew bits and pieces, but it came out at a time when I was in high school, and most of the things made it look like, oh, uh, this is about pretty rich people, and they're pretty rich problems. So, uh, like, I and as I, and as I was mentioned in previous moments, they never really made any of the literary connections very uh, broad, you know, uh, prevalent. Uh, which is odd because, like, when I went to see, I actually saw Ten Things I Hate About You in theaters, which mm-hmm. came, you know, shortly after in there. And mm-hmm. uh, while I don't remember them making it rather prevalent, when we went to see it, we kind of already, like, easily recognized, oh, this is the Taming of the Shrew. You know, like, uh, it, it didn't, it, it didn't seem like very uh, hidden that this was based off of some literature that they made into a teen movie. So. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like, I mean, like, I was ta- talking to a friend about this, and and he says, well, yeah, you, but you're a huge nerd, so if they would have said that, you would have gone seen Clueless, and I'm like, yeah, that's true, I would. Oh, uh, the but, best reason, nerd reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm, I'm fully support <laughs> so, nerd reasons. But um, as it is, like, I didn't know about Clueless until afterwards, and... Uh, like I said, like as I listened to the minutes and actually sat down and watched the movie, I was pleasantly surprised and glad to see that, you know, the 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 you know pretty people with pretty problems is was totally off base to what what uh, it, what I thought it was. Well, I was I was 16. It was the day after my 16th birthday when I first saw this, and um, it was pretty much my Bible. The weird thing is, I remember wearing plaid skirts with knee socks. But it was in 94, so that must have been, and I, I grew up in Southern California, so it must have been kind of the fashion that was at the at the time. And I remember someone in one of the earlier minutes said that everybody didn't run out to go buy thigh highs, but they did. Do you guys not remember that? Yeah, because oh, these teenage girls are wearing these thigh highs with like the lace on the top. And I remember huh. going to an Italian restaurant and it was a girl wearing one and my dad was checking her out. It was so gross. But um, <laughs> <laughs> that's always like one of my clueless memories is my dad checking out this girl in thigh highs. <laughs> oh, that's oh. hilarious. I love, though, I, I truly love that you saw it the day after your 16th birthday. Mm-hmm. Like, that is, like, the perfect time and, like, the perfect connection with it. Yep. Um. Wow. Yeah, Jordan, I don't know about you. Like, um... it's a good thing this is not a video podcast because all of the faces I made as you would see, <laughs> you had only seen it right now, was so upset and appalled and... um. Well... See? No, no, you know well, what? No, 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 no. no. You off. Uh, no, no there's this no. weird thing, no. though. Like... No, 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 no. We've already no pocket watch. You go no. <laughs> like no. You you uh... talk about some like '80s comedies. The chances that I've seen it are very high because, like I said, like my dad owned a business. It was a video business. So I grew up on, yeah, I know, like, but he, he, he was out of like the actual video rental and doing it in, uh, for, uh, convenience stores like shop and save and stuff by, by the nineties. Like he, he no longer had the stores himself, but he, this is how we have, like, we literally have like three walls full of VHS cassettes when I was growing up with things like, uh, you know, space I can't even look at you. I can't even look at you. Like, yeah, well, 
seriously, quit. Just quit while you're ahead. Well, maybe it's I just will a like weird. You. It's a weird. It's a weird gap. We'll like, see how we feel about you next minute. Um, yeah, you're because on probation, you, Jordan. You are. You're totally on probation. Um, I'm just very upset with you right now. So it was released July nineteenth, nineteen ninety-five. So here's a fun fact about me. Um, I have a big pop culture blank in my brain, and I'm a pretty, like, obsessive person about a lot of things uh, for all of June and July of that year because I was living in, I was doing a study abroad program in Russia. And I so... was in Russia that summer, Amy. Were you really? Yeah. We're Where living were these weird parallel lives. I know. I'm like, <laughs> well. uh, this is a little surreal. Were you on a tour? I was on a tour. Yeah. I was going to say, it's too yeah, bad you didn't I... meet each other. But So I, I was in a small town about an hour north of Moscow. Um, it's, uh, it's called Tver. And, um, but we, you know, we went down to Moscow, we went up to St. Petersburg, we did some traveling about, and I had been, um, four years earlier on a big tour, like, uh, the people to people to tour. Um, so, but because of that, you know, we had email, like my, my, my school, um, I went to University of Buffalo and they were, they were a computer engineering, uh, school. So we had Unix accounts and Vax accounts and they had a even in 92, like, you know, they were wired really well. So, um, when I got over there, you know, we could check our email for like 15, 20 minutes a day, like, mm -hmm. and it was so slow and the keyboard was in Cyrillic. So that was fun trying oh. to, you know, figure that out. But it's surprisingly out. easy to catch on to, oh, isn't it? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I was so surprised. Yeah. I was like, am I a genius or is Russian just kind of easy to catch on to? <laughs> Uh, it's when both. you start the studying, the, 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 the alphabet is easy to catch on to. Yeah. Everything else, not so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, like it's funny because when people talk about the OJ trial, mm -hmm. oh, I yeah. have a big blank, big blank for that. of yep. everything that was going on for the OJ trial because I wasn't here. Mm -hmm. And I mean, nowadays, you know, everybody's, wherever you are, you're online. Like there was like 20 minutes a day and I was really just emailing my friends or my family. That you was know, the something. summer of uh, Hugh Grant and um hooker that he picked up what was her name divine brown oh yeah that was that summer oh, too yeah. because he was but all over what, all the yeah. papers there because wow. i came back towards the end of july i believe mm -hmm. um i know i wasn't i so i don't actually remember when i saw clueless like clueless has just been in my life mm -hmm. um i'm guessing somebody probably had rented it at some point like because i it may have been in the theaters i may have seen it but i don't really recall because that everything that whole summer was a haze. So you know, I went from college to being to within like a week flying away, like being gone for a while, then coming back, and then going back to college. So, um, yeah, and I didn't have cable, so I didn't. You know, when I went back to school, I didn't really know anything. I vaguely I remember the hubbub about Divine Brown. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think it maybe happened in August. Um, I, I'll have to go and double check because I will become obsessive about this fact. Um, but yeah, but I just, I, I remember just <laughs> loving it. Like it was completely not what I expected. And, but I don't even know, I don't even remember having any expectations, especially no expectations that would keep me from watching it for 20 years. But that's <laughs> beside the point. And we're, <laughs> Jessica, do you have anything that you would like to plug right now? I have to confess that this is my first podcast I've ever been on, 
And I am welcome to guest on anyone else's. You too could have this sparkling wit and personality on your podcast. So if you're interested, hit me up. And uh, other than the previous podcast that this group has done, like uh, although I wasn't part of it, the a talking cast where it was a minute, a minute of the the talking cat movie was absolutely hilarious to listen to. And I helped out on the one afterwards, uh, the cast next door, where we watched minute to minute the boy next door. Uh, other than those, though, I mean, the only thing I can say is, you know, plug a couple of other fun podcasts that this group has, like, uh, oh, like Turn to Page uh, or or Teenagers with Attitudes. Some of the people who are doing episodes on here are also do those podcasts, and those are <laughs> those are rewatch podcasts or book reading podcasts that are just hilarious. Awesome. I mean, I would highly recommend um, them. I, this is, uh, I have guested on a couple of podcasts. Um, I don't have one of my own, although I have one in the works. If you want to follow me on Twitter, because um, I'm super awesome at retweeting other people, um, <laughs> you can find me at Amy Pop, A-M-I-P-O-P, and uh, the Amy Pascal, that's with an E dot com. Um, where you can find me more about me and I wrote a uh, Joss Whedon biography so you can learn about that and we'll find out where to track me down on the Facebooks and everything else so because I promise you I'm super exciting no I'm not but I might be I'm, I'm occasionally very amusing um, you can hear my sadness about Agent Carter has been primarily what Aww. I talk about on my author page on Facebook. So, okay, well, we okay. have wrapped up minute 43. I think we did a really good job. We've learned a lot about ourselves and each other. We have a and... quite a session. <laughs> and yeah. things we need to learn to fix. So, um, <laughs> thank you both. You've been awesome for being on the show. Great job for your first time, Jessica. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. You're very welcome. Goodbye. Goodbye. Sorry, I know I'm mixing everything up. Um, and good, <laughs> goodbye, Jordan. <laughs> goodbye. Okay, Bye. we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this episode of As If, the podcast all about coolest. It is produced and edited by Darren Hosted. Executive produced and hosted by Amy Pascal with my guests Jessica DeRoy and Jordan Sam. Follow us on Facebook at As If The Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at As If Underscore Podcast. And follow us on Instagram at, at As If Podcast. All one word. Subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Shout Engine, or the podcasting app of your choice. Please rate and review if you enjoy. Clueless is owned by Paramount Pictures. No infringement is intended. All rights reserved. Copyright 2016.